It's another week and another amazing episode here on the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. I'm so excited that you decided to join us this week and hear what our amazing guest has to say. If you'd like to follow me, you can find all things Ruby at rubylynne.com. And if you'd like to follow this podcast, you can go to thegrannypantypodcast.com where you'll see all the recent episodes, past episodes, and soon to have my blog. This week's guest is an iconic legend in porn. I was really excited to get to sit down and chat with her. And her amazing sense of humor just blew me away. I love how she can make lemonade out of lemons on any situation. She's been in this industry for well over almost 30 years. So help me welcome the amazing and beautiful Julia Ann. Julia Ann, I am so excited to have you on the show this week. Thank you so much for making the time to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I have watched your work for quite some time. I think even going back to the 90s, you were one of the iconic legends in porn. So (laughs) I'm excited to kind of hear your story and find out what you have going on. Okay. Current day. All right. I mean, it's... um... I don't know that there's a lot, (laughs) but we're going to go for it. (laughs) I love it. Well, what I enjoy about talking to folks who've been in the industry a really long time is kind of talking about how it's evolved. Yeah. So, you know, when you started, it looks like you did your first uh, mainstream porn production in 92. Is that sound about right? And so everything back then was studio. Everything back there was studios. There wasn't as, I don't recall there being as much of the mom and pops. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's evolved to present day with, you know, majority being self-produced, only fans, models and performers yeah. have control, a lot more control over their content. How has that evolved for you through the years? Let's talk about that. I mean, I've taken like the same ride, I guess. Um, You know, it started out with just uh, features and doing Mm -hmm. bigger movies. And there were, you know, contracts where I was contracted to to specific companies. And so Mm -hmm. I I would just work for them only. And that was really all feature work, all Mm -hmm. movies, not, not gonzo, not just sex scenes, not, but actual like the whole script scenario (laughs) and then even back then i mean i started the when the internet came along i started a website before that obviously we were in fan mail right so it was just like everything was through the mail so you got a mailbox and people could send you letters and maybe you put together a fan club and i had these little metal these cards these membership cards put together but they were like kind of metal they were uh not like a credit card right okay so and everybody had a membership card whether it was like you know silver bronze you know platinum whatever it was from there we go to the internet right and then Mm -hmm. from the internet we develop our own websites and such so then you have that and uh so that kind of made it a little bit more 
personal and a little mm-hmm. bit quicker, you know, to get to contact each other to answer questions, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So from there, obviously, now we're in a full fledged, everybody has almost instant, it's like, a, it's convenience store porn, right? Like, right. <laughs> it's like, even the, when you had a website, it's like you had your own like little grocery store, but now it's just like convenience stores. So yeah, it's, it's uh, everything's very fast. Everything's mm-hmm. easy for people to access you at any given time. I mean, obviously there's pros and cons to that. But yeah, so I've kind of gone through the the uh, a gamut of things. Um, I just came in on the tail end of beta, so I, I, I got to VHS. If I'd just been a few years before that, I might have I might have had some beta under me, but I don't have any beta tapes. So. <laughs> I love it. I part of me is like, oh, I, I didn't have beta. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I went straight to VHS. All right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then DVDs were the big thing. Then DVDs, yeah. And do you like having your fans have quicker access to you now, or did you like it? when they had to kind of go through some hoops to maybe be able to contact you? It depends on the person, right? Yeah. You've got some, some people that engage with you and they're just real um, fun and light and they become almost like, you know, just like an extension of your friends Mm -hmm. that you know in person. Yes. And then you have other people that are just, either borderline or full-on like abusive so it's hard to say because i mean when you're just chit-chatting what feels like Mm -hmm. becomes old friends then yeah it's great you can get a hold of your friends anytime but (laughs) but when they're aggressive or abusive or to me demanding aggressive abusive right so Mm -hmm. we're like well i might be a little needy no 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 you're aggressive or abusive. So, <laughs> so yeah. when you're demanding my attention at your whim, you, you there's some problems. Like, that's not fun. And then also you just have a lot of people who maybe not don't even like you per se, but they just needed a target that day. Right, right. Right. So you have those people who just basically come on the internet in order to try to spread cruelty. So that I don't don't appreciate all that. That's not fun. And I've seen a lot more of that lately. And I don't know if it's correlated. The social worker in me is like, is it correlated to the economy? You know, and when we're unhappy, then we're trying to take it out on others that we see maybe as more successful. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, clearly, I, I think unhappy people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think it's tied to that? I don't know. Like I look at where do I see the stuff that has the most unnecessary language, just mm-hmm. unnecessary. And I find that I have, there's more unnecessary things being said to me as the platforms are more PG, the more unnecessary things are just said. And I, I find that, you know, even on Twitter platforms, it seemed to have been 
a little bit more lax in what they've let us do. Right. I don't feel that the hate or the unnecessary, not even just the hate, but the unnecessary comments mm-hmm. aren't as common. I don't have just people going randomly, man, you're just a whore. Like that's, I don't really, that doesn't really happen to me on Twitter, but a random person who doesn't even follow me that I don't even engage with on, let's say Instagram Mm -hmm. will say some weird stuff. Like, and I'm just, it's very strange to me uh, that the more PG, the more right unnecessary things are are said. That's an interesting observation, but you're right. I have four Instagram accounts and I can't even with that sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, like I don't really see it. I, I feel like the people that are on these things are just, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it has to do with being sexually or psychologically not as okay with yourself or something. Yeah, okay with be. sexuality. And so you see me and then things become unnecessary. Right, right, right. It just, it, it, I don't know you. That's right. <laughs> you don't know me at all. You know, it's like. Right, right. No, but on truth. Twitter, I feel like right. everybody's like, hey. <laughs> I like that picture of your, mm. You're like, okay. Well, and social media is just such a cesspool anyway to begin with. It's the necessary evil to so drive business. But. Are you still shooting for studios or is everything you're doing self-produced? No, I, I pretty much only do my own stuff. Um, unless once in a while somebody will talk me into doing like a non-sex role in a movie, but just because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Usually that's Quasar, uh, who's a director in our business. He usually says, I want you to do this non-sex role for me and because I want to throw hot dogs at you. I'm like, you're rude. <laughs> You know, but it is, it's, he wants to do something mean to me and it's, it's become like a joke now, right? Like he's just oh going to have me on there so he can do some sort of horrible thing to me. And what was the last, you know, scene that you had with him? Was it throwing hot dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a lot of animals. <laughs> so, okay. Where were we? Hot dogs. Did you really get hot dogs thrown at you? Yeah. He had he had Ryan Driller, another performer, throw a plate of hot dogs in my face. He's a horrible person. Um, before I that, it was, pays good though, right? That somebody can throw wieners at me all day if they want. I mean, I don't know. I usually like just tell him to take it out and trade, and then he can shoot something for me later. So it, it's actually just kind of a it's it's become more of a just a joke. I love that though yeah. playfulness. Yeah, we've even put that on Twitter. Like, who wants to see him do something mean to me? Like, what is it? And so, yeah, no, I've been shot with a with a syringe full of fake manhood. <laughs> fake manhood. <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to call it on here, manhood. So we all knew what I was talking about. I love so, your yeah, sense of humor. A whole syringe of this in my face as I was screaming. Ah! So... He has cuckolded me. He has like he just looks and yeah. things to me. I don't know. That's I. That's kind of fun though. 
But you have yeah, that kind I, of relationship. I put it out there. I said we should have a contest where, you know, people can write in and somebody's things get picked, you know, as what right. you can do to me this week. <laughs> like a poll. Here's, yeah. here's the five options. What should we subject her to? <laughs> Jerk. So tell me, that brings me around. Tell me about a time that you had a scene or something that didn't go as planned and what happened and what did you learn from it? Oh, you know, see, it's funny because I bet you everybody's like, oh, this thing happened. But I've had two. So I've had, well, I've had many, but two come to mind. One good, one not bad, but unfortunate. So one was my own doing. But I was enjoying, it was actually Mike was shooting it, Quasar was shooting it, and I was like having a great old time with a performer named Tony Rebus. And it was just a regular boy-girl scene. It was nothing crazy. And basically he got all, you know, the footage he needed. And I was like, hey, does anybody <laughs> want to do anal? He was like, what? I'm not paying you for that. I was like... No, I just thought I, I, I'm kind of in, the, I'm interested in doing this with Tony. And Tony was so flattered because, <laughs> of course, I mean, it was like, you're going to do that for free. So, uh, yeah, I just randomly offered up parts of my body. <laughs> did just you get it on film at least to sell it later? I did, but I was having such a good time. I was like, I want to do more. And he was like, okay. Um, so there was that. The other one was I was shooting for kink. They'd use duct tape to tape me to a chair. It's fine. All the things I agreed to. They had put it on my chest to the chair. And I think I started to have a, a bit of a panic attack because I couldn't expand my chest really to right. breathe. And once my brain got a hold of that notion, I started to get woozy. And so they went to cut me out and something happened and the guy accidentally cut the back of my heel and nicked my Achilles tendon. Oh, and it was gnarly. Like, you know, at first, you know, the, the me just goes at eh, glosses over all things. I gloss over all things. So I looked down and I'm like, is it bad? And he was like, no, it's not bad. I could tell he was panicking. And then once they got my upper body unlocked, I, I went to the floor with my hands and I looked down between my legs because my hands were on the floor between my feet, right? Mm -hmm. um, over in a chair. And I looked <clears throat> over and I was like, and I could see how the skin was buckling because it was, you know, it was cut. So I could see where it had buckled because it had nothing, it wasn't holding itself together anymore. And I just went, Oh no, that is bad. And I wasn't totally lucid, right? Like I was, I remember saying it, but I was like, oh, sad. Oh, my and word. And then they got me out of the chair. And once I laid back and I regained like my, my ability to think clearly, I sat back up and I went, okay, so I need band aids or some, I need a first aid kit because I need butterflies, mm -hmm. butterfly band aids, right? So the guy comes <clears> in so, <throat> nervous and upset now that he did this that he grabs the first aid kit and it, he goes to open it and things go poof out of it because of course oh my he's, gosh. he's just a mess and and i'm like okay sir you need to go sit down 
we're going to be all right. So just give me that. Okay. I'm good in the face of tragedy. So I got the butterflies. I sealed it. I took another thing. I put it over it. And then I, I put an East bandage around it. I go, okay, let's shoot this so I can go to the hospital. Oh my and God. They were like what? And I was like, cause that's how my brain functions. My brain functions is like, we got a schedule. So clearly there's a little <laughs> bit of a glitch happening, but we'll postpone that to the end. So they were like, no, we got to take you to the hospital. I was like, no, we need to shoot this. And then I can go to the hospital. And they're like, no. So wow. Yeah. So um, they took me to the hospital. You know, they sutured it and everything. I actually stayed the night at kink. Uh, I woke up in the morning and I went to stand up because I had to go to use the restroom. Oh. The second I went to stand up, everything that could possibly go into this area to make it hurt did. Oh my goodness. I was like, I almost (laughs) passed out from the pain. I couldn't. What has happened to my, my ankle? What has happened? I was so tragic. And I, they had, I had to take a wheelchair to the airport. They had to, I had to use a, I had to use a crutch. I had to like, I, it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. They were like, this is no joke. Like he could have severed your Achilles. Like your Achilles was, your tendon sheath was probably nicked. Like you're going to hurt. Yeah. Um, When you said that, I was like, oh my word, just trying to walk is going to be crazy. A challenge. It was crazy. I never, I, it was because, I mean, the incision's like, it was like that big, right? It Mm -hmm. just, it was like almost like it it just took it. Right, right. And there were safety shears. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just, I I don't know. Anyhow, doesn't matter. What matters is, is that man, did it hurt? And they had to come get me in the morning so I could use the restroom because wow. I knew that I was afraid they, that uh, kink was at an armory, mm-hmm. big okay. giant, a place that used to be an armory. And they had their bathrooms were like old latrines. And so you had all that white tile that's all small, like everywhere mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. like tile porcelain or stainless, right? This is it. This is where you're at. And I was like, if I fall in there, I'm done. I'm I'm not getting back up. So I was like, yeah, I'll just wait for someone to come get me because I knew I I was hurt. And I couldn't believe it because I was like, it didn't hurt this bad yesterday. (laughs) But I woke up and I I was okay until I put my foot down off the bed and went to stand up on it and everything, every bit of pain in the world right there. I almost passed out from that pain. I was like, holy crap. It's an incredible amount of pain. But of all the companies to have that happen with, I will say they were like, all right, so human resources. I'm like, wait, wait. Is it human resources? Like... (laughs) Workers comp, workers comp. There's a human resources here. Like I, even Quasar was like, yeah, I could offer to have Pat by drive you to the hospital. That's about where we're at. <laughs> like, you know, but King is like, we have human resources. What do you need? I was like, what? So 
yeah, it is definitely a scene gone wrong story. <laughs> it really did go wrong. It was very that it, early on too. I mean, I didn't even get to really shoot anything. Second, yeah. they went to undo the tape. I got I got clobbered. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, so I oddly I missed other than that scene, which we did once I healed, mm-hmm. I missed zero work. Wow. I have no idea how fortunate I became, but everything for some reason, the universe knew something tragic was going to happen to me. I, all the work I had planned, I could not, I could hide my ankle. It didn't matter. I did this Cougar Life commercial. (laughs) I walked barefoot. I did, um, I did a webcam thing and these all these and little scenes for cherry pimps. Didn't care. Hide my ankle. Like it was very bizarre that all the things that I had going on yeah. were all things that I could navigate this giant thing on my ankle. Wow. Wow. And did you have do you have any residual issues with it? No, I mean I have a scar, but that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Wow. So what a story. It. That's a crazy story. <laughs> so tell us about what you have going on now. Any big projects you're working on? Anything huge coming out this year? No. I did. I did a. Uh, I did a non-sex role for for uh, the director Ricky Greenwood in a movie called Feed Me. Uh, at least that was the running title mm-hmm. uh, for adult time. It's not huge, but it was it was fun to do. So okay, I got to, you know, hang out with people that I don't see anymore. So that's always right. Nice. Right. Um, it's another great reason to do it, especially because myself, I've been helping family um, with health matters lately. So mm-hmm. something to get me out and, and be able to laugh with people that I've known forever and that I don't see anymore and spend a day outside this, this bubble is mm-hmm. amazing sometimes. And uh, other than that, I'm, it's just me and doing my OnlyFans and working with my, you know, taking care of my zoo. I have a little zoo. That's cool. Yeah, being a caretaker is exhausting, not only physically, but mentally. So it's good that you have these things that kind of take you out of that and give yeah, you a and break. And it's weird because I don't really feel like I really doing much right you know I was really just kind of going in the morning <laughs> if I got my groceries I might add a few things in there that I thought mm-hmm. they'd like maybe once in a while cook something make breakfast make them breakfast him breakfast but then again you know it's just like oatmeal and then some, want some coffee and then once a week try to put together like a little game night so we can do dominoes over mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. bed or something like it doesn't feel like I'm working hard at all. And yet mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like someone ran me over with a tractor and I don't understand how that works. Like, cause I mean, I can honestly look at what I'm doing and I'm like, I'm not digging ditches for a living. Right. Like I, I'm getting <clears throat> up, I'm going, driving three miles maybe and making putting coffee that's already made in the microwave right you know draining the catheter bag like all the little Mm -hmm. things 
have a, a hot towel wipe or whatever. And then for some reason, it's just like all of a sudden, you I just tank. And I'm like, is mm-hmm. it equating to this? Like, I don't know if actually yeah. has anything to do with it or not. But it's, but it's, it's normal. That's very normal. It doesn't feel rational to me because I could work hard every day, every day, every, every day. And yeah, I'll get tired because, yeah, I'm like, dude, I got to sleep because I beat myself up outside for like digging holes. Like, I don't know. Gardening. I've been on set, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. had 22 hour days, you know, I, I can work like that's not a thing. But there's something about it that I feel yeah. strips you. And I, yes. it's very bizarre. Yep. It's, it's a mental.